Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and we want to welcome you to our hey, boardroom once again. Boardroom chats here. People, you know, everywhere we go, people are really enjoying these boardroom chats. Yeah, this chats. week we were in Alabama, went to a small church, powerful service there. They were celebrating 40 years in ministry. Yeah, what a blessing. I remember a, a mama. Canaan Land Ministries. A mama came up to us with her two daughters and said, we watch all the boardroom chats, and they love it. Oh, it was such a blessing. Maybe we ought to just quit preaching at your church and do boardroom chats. <laughs> oh, no. we got oh, okay. to do it all. <laughs> we got to do it all. Yeah, and I got a whole list of places that people are watching from. Well, good Lord. <clears throat> it dropped in my throat, but it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to hear it? Yeah. It's from, they're from, come, watching from, uh, Priya says they're watching from India. India. And uh, the Gold Coast, Australia. The Gold Coast. Fiji Islands, Philippines, Canary Islands, South Africa, Alaska, Armenia, Canada, Croatia, England, Can uh, Canada again, another one here, so Costa Rica. Saskatchewan, Canada, like that, yeah. and the other one was Edmonton, Alberta, Hallelujah. and also from Fiji, uh, San Jose, Costa Rica, in the Central America, and then the UK, United and Kingdom. again, India, Netherlands, What's Brazil, happening? and France. Hallelujah. I need to pray for France because I want to go over to France. It's all locked down right now, you know. I love France because we're French, you know what I'm saying? And God is so good. I want to talk family heritage. Yes. I want to talk about something. If you got a Bible or an iPad or whatever you use for scripture, would you go with me to one, probably one of the best Psalms that were ever penned in the Bible? Psalms 91. I want to go to that real quickly. And I want to talk about shadows today. Oh, that's good. The shadows. You, you know, know, he never tells me what we're going to talk yeah, about. I'll show up and then <laughs> Beware I Beware of the shadows. I fill in the blanks. I kind of sometimes feel like I'm on a volleyball team. I'd like toss the ball up and let him hit it over the net. <laughs> that's right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're having fun. So I want to go read Psalms 91, verse 1. Okay. And I like this. It says this, he that dwelleth. And I want to stop right there. It didn't say he that visiteth. Right. And it didn't say he that comes uh, you know, but if there's a professional football game on, I, I got to go to that. Yeah. Not being critical here, just being truthful. He that dwelleth in the secret place. I wonder why they call it the secret place. Because mm -hmm. very few people find it. Mm. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, oh, I like that, under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, people ask me all the time, but just it seems like everything you touch prospers. There's a reason for it. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, Christ in me and, and God's shadow on top of me. Mm -hmm. Now think about it, not in terms of darkness, but in terms of brightness. Right. You see, God's shadow doesn't have darkness at all in it. Mm -hmm. God said, God, God is light in whom there's no darkness, no shadow of turning. So God's shadow is so bright that Satan can't see through the light. You know, sometimes I look up at some of these television lights and, boy, I mean, it just wipes you out. Like when you preach, if I look up and then I look down at my Bible, it's like little circles of my Bible, you know, because your eyes are trying to adjust, you know, the pupils are trying to adjust to that. Yes. I want to ask you, do you uh, abide in the, under the shadow of the Almighty? See, now most people don't talk about the shadow of the Almighty. They talk about the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> See, they're always thinking on the, on, the, on the wrong side of that. Right, right. Now, I want to read that again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, verse 2, I will say of the Lord. So this is what we should say of God. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Now, I want you to read that and Amplified, both verses, if you don't mind, Kathy. Well, yes, I love it. So good. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, Hallelujah. whose power no foe can withstand. 
I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. Now, what does that last statement says in verse 1? It says, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, that's what I want to talk about. Now, you know, people say, I've had a master day. Why do y'all live on that Gulf Coast with all that hurricane stuff? Well, where could you go anywhere that nature can't get you? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. I love the mountains. I love snow, but they got what they call them things, avalanches. You got to be careful about all that kind of stuff. Uh, you go to California, you got earthquakes. And you don't have you all of a sudden they just hit you. You go to uh, Texas or what they call that? They call it Tornado Alley. Yeah. You know you got a winter storm so bad on the East Coast. You know I mean there's always something. But when you dwell, and when you understand that God's a fortress, and He says, "No what? No foe. No foe. No power. Can't nothing withstand. Can stand. See, see what I do is I draw the bloodline. It's so thick nothing can go through it, and I live behind the hedge." A protection, which means it's so high, Satan can't go over it. Mm-hmm. See, m- many people have been saying, boy, just I'm having a hard time. And I understand that Satan has, he has the ability to hinder, but he doesn't have the ability to stop. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we're always saying about what he's done when we need to start saying about what God has done. That's right. I don't deny all these things that are happening in the world. I just deny it's right to affect me. And you know, Jesse, it's, it's really difficult or almost Im- actually impossible to say what God really wants you to say unless you're dwelling with him. Right. Because if you're dwelling with other things, with the false right. or the, the lie of the enemy or listening to the wrong voices, you're going to repeat, the, you tend to, our human nature, <clears throat> we tend to repeat right. that. But See, God wants us to dwell in his presence yeah. so that we can say those things that bring us toward our victory instead of toward defeat. Yeah. See, the whole thing is I've had people come up to me and say, I visited your church. Yeah, but, but did you dwell in it while you visited it? Right. You see what I'm saying? I've said this before in the preaching. People love this statement I preached last, I think it was last Sunday. The church is not a club that you can leave at your leisure or at your pleasure. You True. You understand what I'm saying? Because, see, God is the creator of all things. So what I made up my mind that I would live for him. Now, that's a big statement. Yeah. Live for him in what way? Well, you know, people think if they go to church once a week, they've really done well. And that's a good thing. Don't misunderstand me. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about living for God. And this is what it means by dwelling on a daily basis instead of a Sunday basis. You see, that it's not uh, in a religious way of setting, it's in a fellowship way of setting. <clears throat> it's saying, God, I trust you. Amen. <clears throat> you are my fortress. Now, you can tell the reason why me and Kat are doing it. We've been preaching a lot, hallelujah, <laughs> and things of that nature. See, so when you understand if he's your fortress, my Lord, and then, see, you have to say that. I like verse 2, I will say of the Lord. Right. See, most people want to say, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to be embarrassed and things of that nature. i never forget one time I was at a funeral. My God, man, I walked up to the casket to pay my respects, mm-hmm. and there was someone standing there, you know, they were paying their respects. And they looked at me and said, how you doing, brother? Jesse? I said, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, I would, I'd love for you to pray for me. I said, well, bow your head. And they went, here? I said, well, the guy in the casket ain't going to hear us. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bow your head. I mean, so you'll know for sure that I prayed for you. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that people get a little embarrassed when they talk about God in, pu- in a public setting. Mm-hmm. You see, when you should never, there's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, if you keep reading this psalm, this thing gets strong, boy. It does. I mean, it says in verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Read that in the um, uh, Amplified, Kathy. Okay, it says, for then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Very similar. Okay, that's the COVID. Uh-huh. Now, let me explain this. You know how many people that I'm around every day? Yes, last night, how many people were touching me, hugging me, 
doing everything. And, you know, I can't go, oh, no, oh, oh, you know, all that kind of stuff because I'm a minister of the gospel. And, you see, and, and, and you know, I believe in uh, listening to the government. I believe in the rule of law. But, see, there's a, there's a rule of law higher than the rule of law in government. Right. And that's God's law. And that's let me right. give you a prime example of that. You see, if God told me, and I mean this sincerely, if God told me to go into some place somewhere where there's an infectious disease that could kill me, and they say, you can't go. Well, I'm going. Why? Right. Because God is my fortress. That's right. Now, he sent me in there to do what? To heal the sick, not to die. Yeah. And as you believers, as believers, Jesse, we're really first responders. Amen. We're not called to hide in a corner. <clears throat> no. We're called to get up in the forefront and declare the word of God. Amen. You know, we're supposed to be out there and be a voice for God. We're the answer. You know why? You know why we declare the word of God? We're not religious. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of religious people don't declare the word of God. They just talk about it here and there. Listen, but we talk about this on a daily basis at the restaurants when we eat and lunch. Yeah. People get, I mean, in fact, waiters and waitresses will come up and ask us something about God. Right. Uh, the other day you were in Dillard's and one of the girls there at the makeup counter uh, walked up and said, oh, Jesse, uh, Reverend Plans, this thing is, boy, this is, you think this is the end time? You know, do you think, oh, Lord. See, and people I, are waking up. And I could say that, well, excuse me, we're in Dillard's. Well, you know, and you know, we shouldn't be talking no. about that, you know. No, we man, can't do that. I have, I, I have a responsibility to dwell, right. not to visit. Right, we're a first responder, and actually, we're essential. Amen. I remember when all of this started way back in March. I remember watching a, a news uh, cast. I guess it was a press conference mm -hmm. with our local governor, right. and he was talking about how everybody had to lock down except for these essential people and I'm listening because we have a staff of sure. people coming working people. on to see what's what's our options, what we need to be doing and and I was just really listening and then he stopped and interrupted himself and oh I want you to know you reporters that are out there in the in his basically right, right in the front press. of him, you're essential. So I thought to myself, well if that reporter's essential, we're essential. Because yeah. we have a message the world really needs to hear. We're a message the of news. hope. We the word of God is real. It's the same yesterday, today and forever. And we need to be declaring the hope of the gospel to people, especially now, Ooh. more than ever. So if you're a believer, you're essential. You need to be getting the Word of God out whatever way you can do that. And your life is really a message. We're all living messages for God, living letters Living for God. epistles. Living right above red, all and God is, people are reading your life. So you don't need to be hiding in the back. That's right. You need to be stepping up and being a voice for God so that people that can latch onto that because Amen. you are God's hands, you're his feet, you're his voice in the earth. He moves right. through us. And you know, people, you know, if I, if somebody would like to hug me last night, if I went, no, you can't do that, that, that would hurt their feelings to start with. Well, first thing first, I made up my mind that God's word is true. See? Right. Now, if God's word is true, then I, then bless God, I, I, then I'm going to live it the way it is. No, but if, if he says by his stripes you were healed, then I'm healed. That's right. So if he took my affirmity, why would I want it? Right. If he bore my sickness, why should I have it? You know what just drives me slap crazy is when preachers say God sent this sickness on you to teach you something. Hmm. Come here. Come here. Where'd he get it? You, have you ever had an angel of the Lord come before you and he said, the Lord sent me. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a cough from it. <coughs> You know, oh, I hope I didn't spread no germs. No, where'd he get it? Do you understand what I'm saying? He'd have to go to hell to get it. You understand what I'm saying? No, no. And listen, there's so many people, they believe that and they died learning. Right. Then they shouldn't have died. Mm -hmm. They should not have died. The Bible said, with long life, would he satisfy you? That's in Psalms 91 too. In fact, that's verse 16 of Psalms 91. With long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? That's the word good. salvation means soundness. Now, mm -hmm. watch this. He said, with long life, will I satisfy? He said, I'm not leaving this earth till I'm satisfied. Right. 
People say, how long do you think you're going to live? Brother Jesse, uh, tell them satisfied. What do you mean satisfied? Satisfied spiritual, physical, financial in every area. You know, I made up my mind. You know, you hear a lot of people say, man, I'd rather go uh, before my body starts breaking down. Well, why do you bleeding for your, go- your body to why break down? Why do you down? need to choose? Yeah. yeah. Moses was 120 years old climbing mountains and he didn't wear no glasses. Mm-hmm. I like that. And nothing wrong with glasses. I don't have a problem. I, these old reading glasses, they're cheap, about five bucks or whatever. But that's not the issue. Yeah, you Moses see? didn't have the little tiny print like we have either. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, the big yeah, God, yeah, you know God put on the big dig commandments. Probably yeah, were like yeah, 20 yeah, inches long. Yeah, about well, 20 feet maybe. <laughs> yeah, but when you understand what God's word is, you see, you, and how you do that, and how you keep up, you stay under that shadow of the Almighty. Let me tell you something about Satan. He can't come under the shadow because the shadow's made of light, yeah. and he's darkness. Watch right. it. I, I, I don't care how dark it is. Try it tonight. When, when it becomes at your house, it's dark. Why? I mean, cut every light out. Dark. The minute you pop a light on, one little light, boom, the darkness starts running. You put enough of them on, the darkness can't get in your house. Now, watch that. You put all the lights on your house, it's just gleaming. You go outside and look on the roof, darkness is all on the top of your roof. Saying, man, I wish I could get in there. I wish I could get, but he can't because it can't go through the light. Right, right. And the Bible said God is light. And the first thing he did when he created the world, he got rid of the darkness. Mm-hmm. He said darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord God moved upon the water, and God said, light be, boom. That went. You yes. see what I'm saying? Yes. Boom, it had to get out. Right. And that's the power of God's word. Mm-hmm. When you understand that, then he said, I will say. So people say, he's always talking about God. Well, I have to. Why? Deuteronomy 8.18, yeah. thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Yeah. Now, most people look at the other part of the verse, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. <clears throat> so if wealth is so bad, why would God give you power? Now, I don't focus on that wealth part. What I focus is on that first statement. I will remember, uh, you shall remember the Lord thy God. That's you right. See? That's saying this, I yeah. will say of the Lord. That is so true. That he is my fortress. Man, I like that. Yeah. My God, my God, not a God, not some God. My God, personal God, in him will I trust. Amen. I'm going to ask you a question in front of everybody. Do you trust me? I totally trust you. I totally you. trust you. That's why we got a good marriage. That yeah. doesn't mean we don't argue. But we would never have an argument if she would listen to me. But she doesn't. But, you know, and. I, I listen to you a lot of the time. I, I, I want all he the time. He wants 100%. <laughs> I like 100%. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> you, need to, you need to hear my other side. I, I believe the scripture uh, says iron sharpeneth iron. And you listen yeah. to me, too. We yeah. listen to each other. We, we submit. Do. To each other. We do submit to each other. That's it. And you know, just because I'm a man doesn't mean that I'm better than a, a her because she's a woman. See, that's a lie that Satan's put forth for many, many yeah, God, centuries God and sees millenniums. Us as equal that, yeah, in that's the right. Spirit realm. The Bible said there's neither male nor female. Ah, Jew nor Greek, man nor free. You see what I'm saying? So God's word is so true. Now, when you go through this psalm, you'll find all this protection. I like verse 10 for all you people that are sweating the COVID because you, you're scared to go back to church. When the Bible explicitly says, forsake not the assembling of yourself. What does it say right here in verse 10? There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a church house, you're dwelling instead of visiting, it can't even get there. Now, you know what we do? Let me be honest. We observe the laws of the state of Louisiana. The governor asks us, you know, to wear a mask or social distance. We don't mind doing all that kind of stuff. We've got a pretty big auditorium. We can do those things. You see what I'm saying? We don't mind. But we're not doing it out of fear. No, no, no. 
We right. come in the we come into God's house for one reason, to worship him, to remember him, to dwell in his presence, to say, You are my fortress. You're my God, and I trust you. Right. And he says, because you do that, with long life would I satisfy you and show you my salvation or my soundness. Right. Let me read verse 9. You just okay. read verse 10. I'm going to okay. read them both together in the Amplified. Okay. It says, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. So that brings you back to verse 1. Then it goes into verse 10 that says, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. So that's really, and then it goes on to say, for he will give his angels a special charge over you to mm. accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. How many ways? All your ways. How many ways, Lord? <laughs> all your ways. How many ways, Lord? All your ways. All your listen ways. Listen to the ways they're talking about of Ooh. obedience and yeah. service. Can I read a point that the Lord just put on my heart? Yeah, read From a, a message that I preached a, oh, uh, a few gonna, months she, ago. She's she going to preach but, a message. Not, but go ahead, I'm not going to preach the whole message, but this is a powerful <laughs> point, and it's so true, and it really flows with what... You're well, talking you about today, which I didn't even know what direction you were going in, but uh, this point came to my heart. So I want to just read it to you. It says, okay. victory is not determined by how things look like at the moment. It is the result of the things that God has promised and the things that you believe. Hallelujah. And then I said, you must learn to talk to God about things and talk to things about God. Okay, victory. You know, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. You know, and, and victory. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. The even world. even right. our faith. Now, now, read your point again, and it I want to kind of go in between it. It says, victory is not determined by how things look like right. at the moment. Notice the word things. Read it again. Victory is not de no, no, read oh, the, the rest point. of it. It is the result of the things. Uh, no, she said things twice. Uh -huh. now, I don't know if she wrote this. I'm just saying it. Go ahead. That things. God that God has promised and the things that you believe. Now, it's three. You got the word things in there three times and the word promise in there. Yeah. Uh, and all the promises of God are yea and amen. Right. Now, you mean to tell me I can have things? Yeah. What is things to you? Let me help you. Now, faith is the substance of. Things. Hope for the evidence of. Things. It's your thing. Not seen. Do what you want to do. <laughs> Come on. See, you see what I'm saying? See, so God don't mind you having things. Right. And this is the victory that faith. See, that's what I'm talking about. But let see, me go on. It says. For, go ahead. But in the rest of that point, because you wanted me to repeat the, the whole the thing. You, we just repeated right. too. It says, you must learn to talk to God about things and talk to Full things time. about God. Yeah. So it's so important. And I remember when I preached this, I talked about that Jesse thing. <laughs> How thing of Jesse, the life, because you weren't born again. And that was a thing mm -hmm. that I was really thinking about all the time because I was, and I latched my faith onto the promises Was I of really God. that bad? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was a chief of sinners. But it was You know a what thing. this woman said? Let me interrupt. She <laughs> said that when I got saved, that the Father God had to give Jesus a blood transfusion because he was running out of blood to wash my sin away. I don't remember you saying that. You said that. I may have, but I don't remember that. <laughs> she don't want to remember. Not quite that way. You know, when I say a statement, I said this before, Jesse uh. often repeats it. But he, when he repeats it, he does it with like three exclamation well, points. Well, because it was that strong. And sometimes I don't even say something with my voice. Let but, me ask you. But he says it with, I say it, must say yeah. it with my, my face. Is this a period at the end of a sentence or an exclamation point? This is her talking. You're going to hell, Jesse. Now, that sound like a period? No. no that sounds like an exclamation point. Three was, of them. That was an exclamation point, and it was actually in bold type. And <laughs> all what caps. I'm saying. <laughs> so when you understand that we dwell, dwell. Because dwelling in God is habitation. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy. It's amazing how much Jesus enjoyed church. 
For example, when he fed the 5,000 people with a two-piece fish dinner, now that's all day. He fed them, he preached to them, and then, you know, I mean, all day. Now you figure this, he's tired. He looks at his disciples, they wore out. He said, why don't y'all get in the boat and go on the other side, and I'll take care of the crowd. Now that don't normally happen. Usually, you know, the uh, bushers and the people, they, they show people how to get out. Guess where Jesus goes? Instead of going home, take a nap, lay down. You know, he was preaching all day, plus feeding all day. He goes up in the mountain to pray. To dwell. Now he prays all night. Mm -hmm. Then he sees in the spirit that his, his guys are in trouble in that boat. So he gets down the mountain. And watch this. And he takes care of them. My Lord, he gets them to the beach, we call it. And that, that morning, and then the next thing he does is go to church. He said, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a churchgoer. Are you a churchgoer? Think about that for a minute. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 1, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children, which means that whatever Jesus does, we should do. Now, the best part of Jesus that you should do all the time is what Jesus said. He said, I only say what my father says, and I only do what my father says to do. Now, that's dwelling. That is. That's dwelling in the secret place because most people don't do that. Well, I know God said that, but they put conjunctions to it. No, no, no. See, when you dwell, there are no conjunctions. Right. You just say, Lord, I'm yours to command. And then God will trust you so much. He will say, command ye me concerning my word. In other words, he likes for us to tell him what he said about mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what this Bible says, if you don't know, you're not dwelling in the secret place. Why is it a secret place? Because very few people go look for it. Very few people find it. You know, I tell this about, I say this to Kathy and I say it to every woman. Every woman in the world has a secret place in her heart. It, I really believe that. I honestly, because <laughs> there's some things you're going to never, ever know. Not that they're hiding anything. That's not the issue. It's just a secret place. See? And what happens, but God's secret place should be uh, exposed to the world because it's a shadow of great light. Mm -hmm. Now, most people go to the, uh, the Psalms 23. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Notice the word walking through. It didn't say stop, build a house, canonize the place, live in the valley. You hear people say this, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Mm -hmm. See, that's living in the shadow of death. Many are the afflictions. Well, that's the Bible. Yeah, but you hadn't finished the verse. You hadn't finished the verse. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them all. You see, people just pick what they want. You can't pick what you want. You have to say what he says. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm a textualist. I just believe what he says. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's true. Satan coming out of everything he's got. But the Lord will deliver them all. We proved that in this hurricane. We knocked out six hurricanes. They said they were going to nail New Orleans. Now, we had one come over New Orleans, and I said, Lord, what about this? He said, it's not what they say. Right. It's what I say. Right. Because we were dwelling in the secret right. place. We, we put the blood around our place, our ministry, and right. everything. And guess what? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Praise and the, the wind Lord. was a blowing. And the wind was a contract. But it don't make no difference. I don't mean that arrogantly. How, how did you know it would work? Dwelling in the secret place, right. saying, he is my God. Yeah, he, he is gives my us, fortress. He gives us the words to say and all these things. He says, a thousand might fall at your right side, side of 10,000. That's right. He, well, luckily, he's got angels charge over there. You're not by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know the spirit world is so much bigger than the natural world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it. We can count, ready for this, who's on this planet, a little over 7.5 billion people. You can't count the angels. Right. And that's just one species that God created. Mm -hmm. They're innumerable. Yeah. And you have your own personal angel. 
Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. You don't think God thought good enough of you? That is so encouraging. I love that because, you Ooh. know, the message of the world is that you're alone. Nobody can help you. Oh, you're all man. out there by yourself. But God's message is you're never alone. He says, open your eyes and see like he told that. In fact, you led off this year with our theme, uh -huh. great, great expectation gets great results. And you preached this powerful message about how Elisha was there on the mountainside with his servant. And he told his servant, there's more with us Always. than there is with them. And he's and the, you, you, I was comical the way you said it. You said, one, two, the servant just saw two people. And the, the prophet prayed, Lord, open their, his eyes so he can see. You, you know what blinds people's eyes, Kathy? What? Fear. So Fear true. will blind you. Is a blind leading the blind? It's they fall in the ditch. It's paralyzed. It's a, you know, I preached a sermon many years ago called Mud Bug Christianity. You know, we people here, kids, and we love crawfish. Oh, Lord Jesus. Crawfish, oh, for those of you that don't know, they kind of, after they're cooked, they kind of look like shrimp. Well, no, but, they but, don't look like shrimp. Oh, like they do. Lobsters. They got the little, well, what, the same thing? Well, shrimp ain't Why no are you correcting me? I don't know. I just like I the thought it was it's accurate. Nice. <laughs> but when they're, when, they're, when they're in their shell, they look pretty raunchy. What? They're really not Oh, nice you're talking looking. about when they're peeled. When they're, of course. Well, say, then say the word peeled. Well, they still look like, yeah, they look like lobster when they're yeah, baby, teeny, tell tiny. Tell them what you do with a crawfish Embryo lobsters. <laughs> this woman sucks the heads of crawfish. So do I. Well, that, oh, that yeah, broth that like, oh, they're Lord. boiled in, oh, in the pot, so is, is so amazingly delicious. Now, Who watch this. Once crawfish, you taste it, you're yeah. never going to go back. Crawfish are a lot <laughs> like Christian people, though, Kathy, yeah, who's not it. dwelling. That's you true. see, crawfish, they're, you go to reach them, they stick their hands up, they're backing up. Yeah. No, they got their hands up, but they're backing up. And where are they backing up into? A boiling pot. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They crawl backwards. Yeah, they just crawl backwards, you see, when you ought to be going forward. You understand what I'm saying? So when you see what God is saying, so I want to go back to this uh, verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Let me give you a couple examples of evil that were against me. If you remember, about three or four years ago, I was attacked ferociously by ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, PBS, Good Morning America, Inside Edition, everything over four jets. They said I had four jets. Well, and you've heard me say this a hundred times, you've heard me say it once. <laughs> if I got four jets, I need to make a theft report because three of them are missing. I, I never, well, where are they? You see, you see what I'm saying? Now, what they don't know is I gave away jets. I gave away a jet. I gave a very expensive jet away. You see what I'm saying? A lot of money to be a blessing. People don't know that I've flown cancer victims. I don't tell any of y'all that. They have no idea to get them to somewhere. And I do a lot of other things. But watch this. That was uh, evil. That, uh, they said that will destroy his ministry. My ministry grew. Mm -hmm. I mean, grew. And everyone that said that all the money that you give to this ministry would stop, what? Was it uh, within three weeks after the reports, over $600,000 came in. And, and all I said was I asked people to, I want you to believe with me for a Falcon 7X. I didn't say uh, 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 give me the money. I just said right. believe with me. Which oh, was something went nuts. we felt the Lord wanted us to grow. That is correct. Because he says you're, you're, you're on cruise control. You need to be stretching right. your faith. But it then people would say, process. well, why don't you fly Delta and American? I wish I could. But they can't fly my schedule. See, ladies and gentlemen, you know where I was uh, 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 last night? A place in Alabama called Autogaville. Otago I landed in Pratt. Now, you ain't, you ain't getting out of Pratt <laughs> after 5 o'clock. You can't get no you when you're not. See, but I had to get back so I could do this. See, so I could be, do this boardroom chat and, and all the other things. Yeah, and Jesse, I was just thinking, and I've thought of this. I don't know if I've ever said it, but many times the very people who were attacking 
All of mm -hmm. them probably got to where they went, but we're on a private aircraft because in the business world, that's one that's, of the, the things. The business that's world used. does it all the time. And you know, we've we've all heard the thing about fake news, and there's mm -hmm. a, and and I've even said heard it said that there's such a thing as snake news. Now, fake news, maybe they just get it wrong, but snake news, they <laughs> intentionally manipulate and dis and misrepresent. <laughs> what is that? Your cobra? That's my cobra. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's snake news. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and that's what the devil did. He went into the Garden of yeah. Eden. He said as half God said, yeah. trying to manipulate and twist yeah. your mind. But God's word is truth. It's Amen. eternal. And we live in a day where there's disinformation out there. Yeah. People trying to, actually they're sending all these subliminal messages even to try to get you off focus. But we need to stick with our faith and stick with what God has said. And we're going to see yeah. the salvation of God. Yeah. Remember when they were up against the Red Sea? You know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to talk about the evil that was trying to befall me here. But I'm but, rolling right but here. You've got to roll with she preaching. Go ahead, baby. She's on the Red Sea now, son. Oh, Lord. I'm thinking Lord. about how when Moses was up his wall back. Are you listening? I'm swimming you... in the Red Sea. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to swim. We don't swim oh, in the Red I'm Sea. The, swims, the Red Sea opens up for us, and we walk on dry Come land. Come on, talk to That's me, That's the kind of faith we're Go ahead. talking Keep about. Keep preaching, Mom. Because Moses was leading the people, and he was hmm. up against the Red Sea. Yeah. Are you going to listen or are you going to play? I'm listening. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Jesus. Anyway, help her, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all know the story. I mean, the the army, the message was coming against him. You're going to die. This is it. You've made the wrong move. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But God had a word, and Moses went to God, and God says, "Why are you talking to me? You stretch forth your hand." So in the same way, you dwell with God. He's going to tell you that you need to be saying some things. You need to be speaking up come on. and letting His word come up out of your spirit because we need to be declaring what God has said That's right. about our lives, about our nation, about. Yeah. Yeah. the world. Who preached that what sermon What did you, you learn? Who preached that sermon? Are you going to try to take credit for my sermon? You, yes. Yeah, you sermon. I'm the one that preached that. I think Moses did it first. He wrote it okay. in, in the book of Genesis. In, in we rise in each other. But do you, do you understand the point? Yeah, so we, we walk <laughs> forth, but we have to say some things, and we have to follow the voice of God, and he's going to help bring us safely to the okay. other side because ultimately he always wants good for us. He has his, our promise, land, our promise yeah. on his mind. When he's leading you and directing you to those steps, even though they may seem unsure, may, they, they may uh -huh. seem difficult, dwell with God and spend time in his presence, and he will empower you by his spirit so that you can rise up and speak and declare the things that need to be declared so that you can experience the victory Amen. that belongs well, to you. Do not give up. Well, things are difficult. You know, the life's not, not, life's not fun sometimes. Life is difficult, but greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Now watch this. It says, no, there shall no evil befall thee. So they tried it. That, that didn't work. That, that all went by the way, way of the grave. Call it what you want. Everything's doing fine. Then it says, no plague shall come neither thee. Well, and the other day I went to Indiana. Great church. I love this. Cloverdale in there. Hello, Matt and Andrea. Wonderful pastor. But you talk about a great church. You got, you got to go. It's a blessing. Make a long story short. They were so kind that his office staff called my office staff and said, now, Brother Jesse, we've had a spike of the COVID in Indiana. Okay. And we had four people on the, uh, on the platform that got COVID. We want to make, and if you, we still going to have services, but I mean, but we understand if you don't want to come. Uh-uh. No, first thing that came in my mind was Psalm 9 and 110. Well, no plague will come nigh thy dwelling. I was going to dwell there for a service. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I went and preached. We had a marvelous time. I mean, it was great. And, you know, and, and I didn't see no sick people. 
And, and most of the people that are getting this are recovering like crazy. And those people who had had it probably yeah. had already isolated themselves or sure. following yeah. healthy guidelines. Now, I really believe we need to take care of the elderly and take care of the compromised. That's common sense. We, we, we understand those things. But you see, when, when, as our faith goes stronger and stronger, the shield of faith will come up so strong and every dart, whether it's spiritual, physical, or financial, cannot get through that shield. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, when Paul was writing that, he was thinking about a Roman shield. See, the Roman shields were a lot bigger than the Greeks' shields. and all. I mean, Roman shields were almost, almost the same height you were. Mm -hmm. you could, in fact, they had a weapon called the turtle. A lot uh -huh. of people don't know that, but Caesar would say, uh, give me a turtle. And what happened was you'd have a whole garrison of Roman soldiers coming with their shields. And they would have their shields and their spears, but then... Someone, Someone would, would hold it on yeah. the top. And, so the and fire, so everything were, hit, it was completely covered invincible. like a turtle shell. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that's God's word. See, yes, I almost, <laughs> I did sneeze. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> see what I'm saying? So, I mean, and when you understand that, God's word you know is so true. You know what I heard about that, t that shield that the Romans had is that they had to continually guard their shield and, and, and actually must put some water on it, put something on it, you know and why, always you know treat it. Always what? You know, every time you look at the sun, you know, it makes you sneeze. We're I'm, moving on from the sneeze. I, yeah, I just you don't have to dwell on the sneeze. sneeze. And I'm looking at these televisions, like, they're making me sneeze. Boy, we got to get rid of this trap. We got to no. get rid of these lights. <laughs> we have the lights all the time. You don't sneeze all the time. Well, yeah, but I don't look up at them. I just happen to look up, you know. Well, it's okay. You can sneeze. It's a okay. natural thing. It's, is it? It's okay. It's it's don't okay. we just interrupt each other and just have a wonderful time? Praise God. Go back to your scripture, guy. Well, I'd heard, well, it wasn't a scripture. I just heard the example how the Roman shield, they, they were responsible for their shield, for caring for it. And they had to all, because it was, I don't know if it was made out of leather or what, lots of leather, lots of things together. But they had to be responsible for making sure that it was oiled and taken care of because mm. it was what, what was going to protect them from their enemy. So in the same way, we have to guard our, our the shield of faith is what protects us. And right. We have to pay attention to it. And the way that we build up our faith is by we, we, the Word of God, of course, Amen. and by praying in the Holy Ghost, which we believe. We believe that that, yeah. that intensifies our protection. And, and, we don't, and we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Keep walking. Oh, yeah. We don't stop. Now, I like that verse, too. He said, I will say of the Lord. Now, uh, he is my, he's my refuge in, in God. I will trust. Right. You know, people say, but Jesse, it seems like everything you all do just seems to work. Yes, Am I being arrogant? Yes. Let me tell you why. Verse 14 mm -hmm. of Psalm 91. Because he has set his love upon me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's strong. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he hath known my name. Boy, if anybody's preached the name of God, it's been me. And I'm not uh -huh. being arrogant. See, the name of God is on Gabriel. The name of God is on Michael or Archangel. But the name of God is in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's good. And see, when you understand it, it's in you, he said, I will deliver Jesse. I will set him on high. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going up, blessed going up. Because he hath known, not just believed. Right. That's for good. I know in whom I have believed, he hath known my name. So that's why we say, I remember the Lord thy God. That's why I'll give a testimony that might make some people mad. The Lord blessed me graciously with money the other day. Oh, he shouldn't say it. No, I'm giving God glory. It's not about the money. It's giving him glory. I will say of the Lord. Well, people say, boy, you're going to get yours. You know, no, I, 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 he is my fortress. In other words, when something comes against me, listen, not only do I get behind the shield of faith, angels encircle around me. God mm -hmm. sends everything and say, you will not touch that boy. 
you'll not do that. And, and a prime example of that, I've been preaching 44 years, been in full-time ministry 42 years. Here's a miracle. You ready for it? Some people are not going to believe this. I have never had a financial deficit. Why? Because I didn't believe for it. Because I knew he was my fortress. Mm -hmm. Why would God send me out? And he, he, like, he, he, he said, I'm going to give you a call, but no money to buy gas. Mm -hmm. Well, the car might be nice, but you can only just get in it and look around because you can't go nowhere. See? Right, right. So he, he puts all the particulars together. And he does, he said, because he hath set his love upon us. Mm -hmm. Some of you don't realize how much God loves you. He really does, but he's a God of discipline too. There's a discipline side to it. Right. You see, but if you obey his word, mm -hmm. you, you, never see his dis you never see his judgment side. Yeah, no, Jesse, I was thinking about when you said, you know, people see that we've done a lot yeah. of things over the years, all these long years, but many of them, you know, they didn't, they didn't come overnight. Oh, no. And there was a lot of, lot of years and days and months different, for different, different projects that we were standing, just standing and waiting to see that salvation oh, yeah. of the Lord. And we but didn't we, deny you it. You could not give up. You had to keep going because you knew oh, no. what he had promised. We didn't have an option. There was well, no option but except to believe. When God told me he would give me my, that plane, that first plane I had, my God, it took 17 years to get it. A lot of people don't know that. I, I said it all the time. They just wouldn't listen. Well, it took like two years for me believing for you to get born again. But I didn't give up. I right. kept laying but hands on you in the night. Yeah, I know it. But 17, <laughs> but 17 years. Yeah. Now, Some you know, I never longer. once said one word of doubt. And, you know, everybody said, oh, you're not going to get that. Now they all want to fly in it. That plane today, that's the first one I've had. Uh, uh, watch this. You ready for this? It's still in the ministry. Mm -hmm. Keith Moore owned it. Got it from me. after I flew it nine years. Mm -hmm. My Lord, then uh, Happy, uh, Caldwell. Happy Caldwell, and now Dean, Dean Sykes. Sykes. Talk about a great who, ministry, who, Dean Sykes. Yes. You, you matter, really taking care of teenagers. That's right. That make them sign a pledge that you matter. Listen, you see, he set his love upon us. He doesn't love me anymore. He loves you. He's no respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you this. How much love of God are you willing to receive? Are you willing to stay under the shadow of the Almighty? Mm -hmm. Or do you willing to walk off, walk away? Why do churches have fights all the time? Why do people have arguments in churches? Because, you see, they don't realize, you see, Satan's in there. Well, you know what? That means that God's shadow is not as bright on them so he can get in there and see what, and right. cause some trouble. Right. But if you stay under that bright light, the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh, uh, flesh and blood, principalities and powers and all those kind of things. You see, sister so-and-so may act like a devil, smell like a devil, even look like a devil, but she's not the devil. You see what I'm trying to say? So instead of rebuking her, rebuke, rebuke the, devil. the devil or the spirit that's motivating her. Because principalities work through personalities. Right, right. Do you understand that? Right. So when we understand what God, uh, yeah, I wish, it would, I wish things would happen fast. And some do. Some do. Some do. Catholic. I remember even David, when he was believing, when God told him he would be king, it was 20 years before that happened. That's right. Before he actually took Saul. the throne. And there, there are many oppositions that came together, but he kept moving forward, kept oh. trusting God. He refused to hurt Saul when he could have killed Saul. Mm -hmm. He caught him, but he took a piece of his garment, and the Lord got angry at him about that. And, you don't touch that man. And, you know, we're reading his psalm there. He understood this he thing understood about this. dwelling in the but secret I, place. I'm pretty sure this he got written by King I'm pretty David. sure he got pretty aggravated. Man, I've had enough of this Saul guy. I wonder at what stage of his life, whether he was on the throne. I don't, mm -hmm. don't really know the history of when Psalm 91 was written, but mm -hmm. many of them were written during that time period where before he was oh, yeah. actually made king. I remember teaching on one about how it was inspired by the my 
message was inspired by that verse. I think it was Psalms 57. I'm not positive, but it's when David had ran from Saul and he was hiding in a cave. And, and I wrote mm -hmm. that book called How to Behave in a Cave. Right. And I thought about it. it's not what you it's what you do when you're in the cave that makes a difference. Yeah. A lot of people get moved into these difficult situations. Right. You easy. can't give up. And no. when David was in that cave, he had 400 men who had followed him there who were dis depressed, discouraged, and in debt. Him. They did. Oh, yeah they, yeah. they were wanting to throw stones at him. You know, all you. of that turned around because they watched him give praise and honor to what his God. What did he do, Kathy? He, he honored God. He, he encouraged he, himself. He encouraged himself. In the what? In the, in Lord. the Lord. Because That's the only way he could do it is by dwelling in that secret That's correct. Place. See, the only way encouragement comes, and you've got to do it to yourself, is that if you're dwelling in the Lord. Now, you watch something about David. See, David could have never defeated Goliath. Unless he had a testimony about God, he said, I took care of a lion and I took care of a bear. That's right, and he declared it. And he declared that. He wasn't bragging. His brother thought so. He wasn't bragging. And here was this little teenage guy. He's running toward the biggest thing, the biggest problem that whole, whole cool. nation had and ever seen. And every man was freaking out. Up to that out. point. And he's running at him with this slingshot. Yeah. In his own, not Five even stones. with no armor. They tried to put the wrong arm on him. And he's running. He says that the whole world may know. Ooh, he went to the glory. The whole world may know that there is a God in Israel. How many, I believe that God has given you and us, all of us, a message that the world needs to yeah. know that God is on the throne. Why five stones? Well, you tell me. Well, one was for Goliath. That's all he used. Goliath had four brothers. He got them all. Say, David took care of the whole Goliath of Gath family because they were devils from hell. You see? Now, the only way he could do that was to dwell in the secret place. And, he, and watch it. He gave a testimony to God of how God delivered him from the mouth of the lion and the bear. And all of a sudden, and God's going to deliver me from your hand. That's right. And, of course, the devil going to spout his mouth off. You know the whole story. But, you see, you can't do these things unless you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Mm -hmm. and I so love keep the, fact, the light on. You know, I love the fact that he, God used the stones and he threw that rock. And that rock, I know, is the rock of Jesus Christ, oh, the rock of the, the revelation of who Christ is. Remember, I think you preached this recently at the church. You said uh, he, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? Yeah. And they started saying the different things that was the, the thought of that day. Elias, but then Jeremiah. Jesus turned it around to Peter and, and his disciples says, well, who do you say that I am? See, and that's when he, the answer was, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And then God, Jesus said upon that rock, that rock of revelation knowledge, of who he is. Right. He's going to build his church. Yeah, but you notice what he said, whom the men said I am. You know, when Jesus looked at Peter, see, he's interested in what you think about him. That's right. What do you think about God today? Hmm. Are, are you criticizing God? You know, God don't do this and God don't do that. And all that kind of stuff. You know, I tried He's not that. moving fast enough for you. Oh, yeah, this and that and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? See, not, uh, you won't, I don't mean this pridefully, you won't find Jesse's plan saying that. I will not say that. I give him honor. The Bible said, if you honor me, I will honor you. Yes. Now, that's what we're talking about here. Can I read that verse in the Amplified that you were Which just one? talking about because of the love, verse 14? Oh, yeah, for, verse 14. It's so powerful. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, mm -hmm. love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him, no Never. That, that's powerful. See? That's so and that's powerful. true. See, the reason why we know, and I don't mean this in an arrogant sense, the reason why we know we are success going somewhere to succeed, mm -hmm. it's not because of our ability. It's because of God's ability and our ability to say, Lord, what will thou have me to do? <clears throat> 
you see. And that's all. That's it. You see, so when people give me a nice compliment, I had a man tell me that last night. He said, well, but Jesse, you always say, well, the God's gracious. Well, I realize I couldn't do any of these things without him. Right. So what I do mm -hmm. is I stay under that shadow that's so bright mm -hmm. that Satan can't see me. Mm -hmm. It blinds the devil. It He's got to wear shades. Yeah, but even his shades can't handle that. <laughs> you see, so when you walk in that, so what shadow are you living under? Mm. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? That's my point. And you'd be surprised how many shadows are in the church. Mm -hmm. And say, you know, because they, 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 they want to go by experience instead of what God says. Well, experience is nice. I don't deny that. Well, what about the people that died of the COVID? What about the preachers that died of the COVID? What about it? Mm -hmm. I, you, you, I'm going to answer it my way. I, do I think they wanted to die? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I, now, that's just me saying that. But I'll tell you this much, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to me. You get close enough to God and you're in that hospital. Now, you listen to me. And there's Jesus and there's this world. And Jesus said, I'll heal you because by my stripes you are healed. I can handle this COVID. I can handle this. Or you can come with me. I promise you, if a person truly loves the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going where Jesus is. I really believe that. See what I'm saying? Now, because you know why I believe that? Let me explain why. Death and life's in the power of the tongue, not in the power of the disease. It's what we say. It's what we receive. It's what we embrace that comes to pass in our lives. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are going to question what I just said, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is my way. If you get that close to heaven and you live in Detroit, you ain't going back to Detroit. You're going into heaven. But you know what's so good about God? He's going to come to Detroit. One day he's going to split the eastern sky mm -hmm. and Detroit's going to see it. New Orleans is going to see it. Los world. Angeles is going to see it. The whole world is going to see it. And you know what? I, I believe I'm alive when he does. I'm going to say, oh, Lord. But there going to be some people running to the mountains. Oh, God, let the go oh, because they know judgment's coming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand this, because he has set his love upon me, I, I, I love that because he knows and understands my name. Yes. See, I know the name of the Lord. Understood. Not only do I know it, I understand it. Watch this. If you don't think names are important, I had to give Kathy my name when I married her. Now, when I gave this woman my name, she owned everything I got. And don't you forget it. And don't I forget <laughs> it. But I will not forget it. Now, watch that. Yes, yeah, good. But watch that. Well, God gave us his name. Yes. So I will never forget it. That's right. I own everything God has. That's what covenant's all about. And he owns everything I have. Mm -hmm. Psalms 89, 34. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that goes out of my lips. That's right. Oh, that's powerful, isn't it? That is so powerful. So watch this. Now, I mean, I married this girl. She was 17 years old. I mean, the, mid, the, the, mid, the second I said, I do, it was done. Because it was said before God and said before man. Through the state of Louisiana, mm -hmm. at Holy Rosary Catholic Church, and Standing at the throne, God said, a covenant has been cut with these people. Right. And we've been married 50 years this year, you see? And she still owns everything I got. That's right. Isn't that amazing? And I own everything she has. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing. You know why? Because we became one even though we're two. Then she said this, I want to keep my name too. So I said, fine. But her name is not, it's, it's in the middle. It's Catherine, Catherine uh, Carrere Duplantis. See? Her first name, her last name is mine, My but her, her maiden name's in the middle. Mm -hmm. See, so God don't forget where you come from. 
And some men say, I don't want them to have it. Well, that's, that's okay. You don't forget where you are. You see what I'm saying? So that's what we wanted to talk to you about today is what shadow are you living under? Mm -hmm. Let's live under the shadow of, of the Almighty. Yeah. And we will say of him. That's right. He is our fortress. It's going to affect how you we talk. We trust him. That's and right. it'll work. I want to thank all our partners and friends for being so courteous and kind to help us in this ministry. We are reaching people, change their lives one soul at a time. You know, last night I flew a plane, cost a lot of money to fly a plane, and I didn't take any offering. We brought an offering. I brought an offering, and they took the offering for them and left it there. I'm not bragging on that. I just wanted to be a blessing. We can't do that without the faithful financial support of our faithful financial partners who help us. And many of you are watching today, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I had a man tell me, I don't have a lot to give, but I said, it don't take a lot. Never be ashamed of your seed. Never, mm -hmm. never, ever. Why? Because what is this oak tree but a little acorn that big that held its ground? Right. Well, you come to South Louisiana, we got oak trees that are over 400 years old. And those oak trees are still producing acorns. Billions so it's of them over the years. Process. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. God. It's the way God created it. And guess what? The squirrels get to eat the acorns. Yeah. And it's a blessing. So it's, a, it's a feeder, see? Plus it's a house where the squirrels and people can live in. Right. And when I was a kid, and I could shade. climb them. And shade. And put shadows. a swing on it There's and swing. Beautiful shadows. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. But it's a, it's a wonderful shadow. Right. So all you that are watching today, thank you for being so courteous and kind. If you'd like to be a part of this ministry financially, you can, send a, you can text to give it. You can PayPal us if you want. And if you don't, that's fine. Hey, don't, don't get all shook up. But I have to make you aware of it and give you an opportunity because of the anointing of increase that's on us. It is literally upon me. And it's upon Kathy. So thank you for watching today. And you remember, stay under the shadow of God because it's so bright, Satan can't see you. Mm -hmm. Until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. We'll see you. God bless you. Bye-bye.